this guy this guy <laughs> essentially is saying so he's like yo where's brandon's at where's brandon at and i'm like brandon has a workout he's finishing up and so uh he sent me that message on facebook messenger and he's like oh why don't i see that i'm like because i he sent it to me and then he's like oh so you so you just sent it to me and not it, both of us so it's a mutiny so he's comparing this to a ship he's um davy jones whoever the hell no y'all are davy jones and um jack and i'm jack sparrow oh yeah whatever it is bro you're tripping i've never seen that movie wait what, what? Look, corny. Johnny Depp's corny to me. You've never Yo, seen I, any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, I feel like we need to do, I feel like Brandon needs to watch all of them and we need to have like a, a real full-fledged like conversation about them because there's some real goodness in that and there's also some pieces of shit in that movie as well. The original Pirates of the Caribbean was awesome. The second one was also awesome. I don't know what the third one was. Yeah, I don't remember the third one. So yeah. My no favorite movies. I've never seen them. It's one of Mike's favorite movies. Yeah, I I want to say I'm I'm shocked by that, but I'm not. What is that noise? That's uh. Oh, that my is our, no, that's a that noise you hear is oh. fucking Wanda. Oh. Why would you name your dog after a terrorist? So <laughs> funny thing about that. So we were coming home, and then our neighbor was like, oh, she looks like Wanda. She was like, Wanda. Oh, she's two out of three falls. So she's like, oh, she looks like a Wanda. And I'm like, I didn't say anything because I didn't hear the story. Maria was like, oh, she goes, she is. And I was like, I kind of fucked with that. So it's actually, her name's Scarlet. It's not Wanda, Scarlet. I mean, it's not much better though, is it? I'll accept it. I'll <laughs> accept Scarlet. Oh, shit. Um, before we actually get off the, before we get off the cast, I do have some, um, I do have Andy, some you get a haircut, bro? business. Shave his head. Yeah, I'm like, oh snap. I'm saying, I'm seeing, wait, I'm 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 looking at your screen. I'm thinking it's mine real quick. My hair's always shaved, except when I forget to do it. Nah, but it looks like a fresh one right now. You're shining right now, bro. Shine bright like a like a diamond. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to BBN, the Ball Black Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Red Hood, waiting to the left of your screen. If you're looking at this, we have well, what do I call you? Woke Von Doom? Is that what I'm calling you? Or is it Javi Von Doom? Yo, it, changes, yo, it changes every episode and I am constantly at the edge of my seat waiting for my new alias every single yeah. time we do this. So, I yo, like whatever Woke you want Von it Doom. to be, that's what it is. I kind of like Woke Von Doom. It don't matter. Yeah. Just, just know that my power is eternal and my anger <laughs> will... <laughs> and then um, down below, we have Brandon Orton. Hello. I love that your name actually, like both your names kind of flow though. Like Brandon Orton, it, it's close to Randy Orton. And Woke Von Doom is, is still pretty good. It's, it's dope as hell. Hobby Von Doom is closer to like the uh, the amount of syllables in Victor Von Doom. Actually, it's perfect. Victor, Hobby. Yeah, so it's perfect. But I like Woke Von Doom. That's cool. Yo, just as long, just as, long as my cape has a fur trim, I'm good. Yeah, you're, yo, shout out to Jet Setter for doing the the images on that because Fire. he's been yo he's laced my the two podcasts he's done for me he did brandon's why so serious so shout out to him his uh, name on instagram is jet setter underscore tyrone it's j-e-t-s-e-t-a underscore t-y-r-o-n he does super great work 
Um, I highly suggest going to check out the Instagram. Tell him old man Wade sent you and said and tell him that he does amazing work. But he laced this. He gave he gave Brandon these dope ass shades, gave super woke the fur. I got the as my wife calls it, a vesti, and I got gauntlets. So I'm cool. You look like a 1980s hero in a film about a kid who sneaks onto a arm wrestling contest, but with powers. And you're black. And you don't have a mullet. No, I don't know. I'm talking shit. (laughs) So this is going to be... Yeah, it is. I was was going to try to ignore it, but that is a lot. So this is going to be an episode specifically about the boys. Hold on. You made me watch... You made me read X-Men Red to talk about the boys. Oh, no, that's going to come into play later. X-Men Red is going to come into play later, but that has to end the show because we got to talk about the goddess that made you read X-Men Red. No, all right, I, I wasn't even I wasn't even going to talk. Yeah, about you that. made me read X-Men Red because unlike Mark, I actually <laughs> I actually do the things y'all ask. Yeah, um, I still haven't read that book you told me to read. Wait, what book? I didn't, you didn't watch Superman and Lois. I haven't. I have a, that's actually, that's on the docket too. I got to bring that up. That's something I want to talk to you about specifically, Brandon. But I have a game for you guys. And specifically because we're talking about the boys today. I have 10 superpowers. And since the boys are essentially horrible, horrible people, I'm going to give y'all a superpower. And what I want you guys to do is to tell me what is the pettiest thing you would do, or just not the pettiest, what's something petty you would do with these powers? Okay. So first up, we got super speed. That's going to you, Abby. The pettiest thing I would do with super speed. Or just something petty in general. Yo, I would steal, like, every right sock in my neighborhood. <laughs> that's, that's grimy. Brandon, what would you do? Um... That's a tough question. I feel like so it has to be petty, huh? It could be so, petty. It could be it could be petty. It could be mean. It could be rude. This I'll do it like this. What's something fucked up you would do with these powers? Oh, uh, with super speed, that'd be just simple shit. I'd just steal a bunch of shit from my house. Just basic weather control. I know. So with super speed, I would just be running around and slapping slapping people in the back of the head. Just the violence is not the answer. It's not, but it's just like it's not really like a hard slap. It would just be like, but it is a answer. <laughs> what would y'all do with weather control? There would never be another golf game in the world ever. Just do. You didn't answer what you would. Hold do. on, I know you're not trying to cancel golf. No, just to be a dickhead. Absolutely. You did absolutely. An- Yo, can. Can I just, you know, foul on the play, flag flag on the field? Oh, man, you didn't um, tell us what you're going to do with super speed. I just did. I would run around and slap people in the back of the head. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Everybody's like, what? What was that? All right. All right. <laughs> but you got, you're got you so fast that it seems like you did it all at once to everybody at the same time. And everybody's like, and just, and just the whole world is just like a collective, what the fuck? Yeah. Yo, just, oh, man. And that unlocks, <laughs> that unlocks the elder gods. Yo, that's prophecy. And that unlocks the elder gods. That unlocks the elder gods. Brandon, what are you doing with weather control? Uh, 
Oh, I mean, that's easy. I'm going to uh, cities that I like, and I'm making the weather nice every day. Fuck rain. Uh, fuck snow. You got to have rain. Rain helps the no. plants. Mm-mm. Fuck the rain. It can rain when everybody sleep. What about me? I work overnights. Well, you know, you don't count. That, that is a very, rain. There's a very night wing thing say, to say to Red Hood. Avi, what are you doing? Mm, I think I might have a rain cloud follow Donald Trump for the rest of his life. Ooh. And, and his, his fake tan is just going to be dripping all day, every day. Oh, I like it. I absolutely like it. I'm not going to go through all those, but uh, invisibility. Oh, man. That's a tough one not to be fucked up. Yeah. The, you know, it, it could be... I, I would just go to games. I would literally just go to games. What do you I mean games? Like, I'd go to basketball. I would, I'd be a front row ticket, ticket, uh, ticket, seated, ticket season ticket holder, and I would just be there. And I would just be petty though. No, no, no. But I'm gonna steal people's seats. And every time they try to sit down, they're gonna be like, I can't sit down. There's something there. (laughs) 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 I would probably um follow some white supremacists around. And then when they try to go through go into a come out of a store door, I would push the door so they can't open it. And they and everybody's looking at them like they're crazy because they're trying to open the door and they can't open it. I like that. I like that a lot. Super work, what you got? Hmm. I can Yo, also see you doing I, some woke shit too. I, I think I want to also screw white supremacists. So I'll just find one. I'll find one random, normal ass, regular Joe white supremacist. Like he don't really do shit, but he be talking mad shit online, right? I will just follow him for the rest of his life. In just random time intervals, just whisper in his ears. Nobody likes you. <laughs> oh, you know what else I would do? I would go into the hood and uh, bad neighborhoods, quote unquote. And whenever black people get pulled over uh, by the cops, I would go in the car and take out any bad shit that they have. And so when the cops thinks that they got to they got a hit on them or they bust the crack house. I would go into the crack house. I mean, I go into the drug house and I remove all the drug paraphernalia before they get in there and they get there and they think, oh, oh, let me reverse that. I would hang out at the police station and I would find out when they're about to go do this shit. And then I would go to the house and take all the shit out so that it never works out for them. Yo, I got, <laughs> yo, I got to say that is... <laughs> You said that, and I was just like, yo, I just picture myself just getting in their car and just driving away. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, I would drive mad cars invisible. I just, I just, I just want to just scare the shit out of you. There was an invisible, there was an invisible car in Atlanta. Oh, what? Oh, that shit was great. Um, Atlanta, the show, the invisible oh, car. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, and lastly, teleportation. So you can teleport other things. And this is actually why the conversation came into question because someone was, uh, shout out to Steve Van Sampson. We were talking about teleporting and he said that it was a, a meme from Star Trek. And it was the, I forget the dude's name. He's got curly hair, he's blonde. But he goes, sometimes when the captain is really getting on my nerves, I'll use a transporter, send my parts to his private quarters. 
And I was like, that's fucking grimy. And I was like, that's some shit I could see Nightcrawler doing. Like teleporting in Wolverine's room, farting and leaving. So it's like the smell of fart and brimstone. <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, I, you know what I would do? And this is, this is really simple. But I would, like, people would never know where their shit is. Like, I would just teleport their shit into, like, another room. See, that's like, super petty, yo. I love that idea. I love like, fucking I would, people like that. That's dope. Like, like I like they'd be looking for their remote control, they'd never find it, and they would give up and say, fuck it. Then they'd yeah. go in the refrigerator to get some orange juice and their fucking remote would be in the refrigerator. Yeah, but you'd always keep it at arm's reach. Like I would I would take everybody's remote and just like hide it all all every remote in the world, I'll teleport it into the crease of the couch. Oh no, even better. On top of the molding. Oh shit. <laughs> yo, you would never find that shit on top of the molding. And yo, in that collective that collective feeling of, 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 of frustration will unlock the dark ones. Prophecy. Oh, so, and I had one, but I'm not going to, we can do this another episode. But I asked my, oh, we were talking about it. So my buddy said he would randomly charge Eminem bowls. He will. Like if, he was, if he was Gambit, he would always charge the, he would charge the bowls that Eminem's are in. So he's just, he's just out here trying to murder people. <laughs> and so, that, so that's what he said. So that's what he said. He goes, but it would probably be fatal if you're not Colossus. And I go, well, you could do a light charge. Like, you know, and then I said, so I called it a half chub charge. A half chub charge. So I then think, got I, think I, I think I woke up like that. So so that, I'm glad you said that because then it got me wrote, wrote a quick romantic moment when it goes, Rogue, not tonight, not tonight, Gabby. Not tonight, Yo, hold baby. up, you got to hold Mark. Mark. I yeah. don't know, is that is that you in the background, the sounds? The... That's, uh, that's Scarlet. Yeah, that's like really getting in the way of your voice. Just so you know, just so you know, just giving you the heads up. She's done now though. Yeah. So it would be like, so Rogue would be like, "Not tonight, Remy," and then it'd be like, Remy rolled over in bed, knowing the pressure his no, knowing that pressuring his wife was wrong, but he couldn't, he couldn't be, he couldn't help but be sad. He went to sleep with the half charged chunk. This guy. Yo, what's on the docket, bro? The boys, did y'all watch the trailer? Did y'all watch both trailers? I should say. Uh yes, the 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 fake one and the f- fake real one. No, they just released the real one. And no, the you know what I'm talking too. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the fake one the and fake the, movie, yeah. the fake movie trailer. Yeah, the trailer and the trailer of the trailer of the trailer. I don't ha- shit. What's happening? What what's happening to this world, bro? Like trailer, like trailers have entered a new like era of i don't know like we're like way beyond meta right now when it comes to trailers like we started yeah. off with trailers for trailers and now we have trailers for movies that's really a trailer for a trailer for, for like, a movie that's never gonna happen so for a movie that's never gonna happen yeah that's crazy yeah and the fact and the, i just love that there's a moment where homelander is looking at stormfront but all you can see is like the like her back in her hand and he goes I guess I'm out of love, you Nazi bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I love how they like, because you could see, because it really does look like Voight made that trailer and how that that uh, Dawn of the Seven is yeah. really like, P- is really PR for the shit that they got into in the first two seasons. So I find yeah. that interesting, especially that scene with, um. okay, you guys know Bo- the boys way better than I do, but the Wonder Absolutely. Woman, the Wonder Woman um, analog, what's her name? Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve, yes. 
so that that quick scene in the tra- the, the trailer of the dawn of the seven when she's talking to that I'm assuming that's like her girlfriend or friend and like, who are you really? Or something like talking about her homosexuality that came out in the last yeah. two seasons and, you know, people having to be, be sacrificed, you know, really hearkening to the body count that the heroes racked up in the last two seasons. So you can really see that we're coming to season three where, you know, the superheroes in the industry that supports them, no matter what they did could never really be defeated, bro. It's like starting starting over. I just love how how like you dug so deep into that. And all I could say to myself was, wow, they're really talking shit about the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole point of the boys as well, right? It's kind of like, I don't know, bro. You know, I look at these things in a deep way. You know, yeah. Yo, Brandon, what do you like think? Like a doom shit. Yeah. I'm just excited. Uh Soldier Boy looks insane. Mm. Um even I'm more insane. Well, he just looks insane, like enraged. He was kind of well. They had that young soldier boy in the comic books on the on the teenage kick. I think he was on teenage kicks or pay. No, he was on payback. Yeah. Um, but he was much younger than the, what appears Jensen Eccles is, and he looks kind of like a crazy person. Um. Well, it's a Garth Ennis thing, so you know. I like Butcher getting powers, but you know, it feels like. Uh, it feels like the butcher in the TV show would never take powers. So I'm interested to see how they get to that point. Cause the one in the comics was definitely willing to do some, to get some uh, uh, compound V inside of him. But the dude on the TV show doesn't seem like he was about that. So I'm interested to see how they get there. And I wonder if Huey's going to get powers. Cause that's what I really want to see. You know what? That that's actually a really good transition. Avi, do you have anything to say before we transition? Because you actually made it it's a good transition to the next topic. Well, I I do like that actually. Um, I just want to mention that it 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 makes sense that he's gonna get the powers in this, only so because I agree with Brandon and most of that. But the only thing that can make sense is they want to have his powers match those of Butcher in the comics because the Butcher in the comics it, it is just way stronger. It seems like. Than mm-hmm. the butcher in the show so you know he does things in the comics that the butcher in the show can't do so maybe we can see more of that happening when he takes that compound v or whatever that whatever it is so that thank you Hub, because you still yeah. made a great transition to the next topic and i wanted to discuss the differences between the comic book version of these characters and the tv show version of these characters and both of you guys made a great point about butcher but for me the biggest difference is how smooth Butcher is in the comic books as opposed to what we're seeing in the Amazon Prime show because um, the boys Diabolical was great, was mm-hmm. the best representation we saw and he was smooth as hell. And like, mm-hmm. that's the Butcher that I know. That's the Butcher that I like. And it was something that Mother's Milk said in the comic book where he goes, that motherfucker doesn't waste anything, not even a smile. Mm-hmm. And as, as great as Carl Urban is as Butcher, He's not the representation of Butcher that I think fans would have appreciated more. So if I had any complaint about the boys, it would be their representation of Butcher. I agree. I don't know. I like this Butcher better than the comic book Butcher. I thought the comic book Butcher was over the top. And he wasn't very, he wasn't a very, like this Butcher is a far more complex character than the Garth Ennis version of the Butcher. He was a much simpler, straightforward. And I guess some people like that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. 
but he was a much more straightforward, basic level character. This butcher is far more complex character to kind of understand. And I think that works better in TV, in today's TV for a show that you want it to be like a compelling must watch show as opposed to just like a mindless, you know, action. I watch the show and I just tune out type of thing. See, I agree with you and I disagree. I do agree in some cases that the the adjustment for TV does work better. I disagree because I think Butcher and Convox is a way more complex character, especially after reading the, there was the last seven issues, it was a mini series of the boys where it was just Huey reading stories from Butcher's past and him writing a diary to Rebecca, his dead wife and explaining like why he's doing the things he does, but knowing that they're still wrong. And then there's the other side story, Butcher, Baker, Candlestick Maker, when you find out how much of his life is really based on the nature versus nurture scenario. His father was a drunk piece of shit, which turned eventually turned into a drunk, angry piece of shit. And then turned, and then when he met Rebecca, <clears throat> excuse me, we find out that he's like she kept him not sane, but she kept him calm. She was the person, and we're all we're all married men here. But we know how the love of a woman or love of a spouse, I should say, can elevate us to a higher level of what we want to be. And that's what she did for him. And then when she died, it all came crashing back down again. And then it was like the death of his little brother. And there's just so much that goes into it. So I would disagree when I say that it's Butcher's not as deep of a character. But again, it's, it's, it's art. And it's up to the eyes of the beholder and how we all interpret the things that we interpret. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, I, well, I agreed with you that um, if there's any problem I had with the show, and I love this show, by the way, it's great. I agree with old man here that the butcher, I, I really like the comic book version of the butcher better, but to Brandon's point and how I do feel in general about reboots and um comic book adaptions like you know you have to change it for the medium and i think that like this show is so good that it's really not a complaint connected to anything that i really don't like about the show like the show is great and what they did with him is great so i, I trust what they're going to do in the future wh wh whatever it is like even if it's not something that i predict or assume is going to happen it's going to be great what do y'all think about the huey in the show versus huey in the comic book I like Huey in the show better. One, because he's not an Irish stereotype, um, which I think is appealing. Scottish. He's kind of a, Scottish. Scottish, sorry. He's kind of a dopey white boy in the show, which I enjoy. Uh, and two, you know, I like how, you know, they're giving him, like, it took a while for Huey to get some agency in the book. Um, and then he kind of, like, killed that dude, Blarney Cock, by accident, and he was still <laughs> kind of fucked up after that. And so I like how they're like, Huey's just like, fuck you, uh, um, Butcher, like early. And he's going to like go do his own thing and work on for the Congresswoman and do shit like that. So again, I love the book of the Butch of the Boys, but to me, the boys was a very like, it was a good story, but the characters were so over the top and so like, cert like basic to me. And I like this TV show's adding like they did it with the they did it with um the um what, what they well, i don't forget the name of the girl in the show i forget what they call her name 
and the Starlight. Uh, no, not Starlight. The girl and the boys. The um, female Kimiko. K- Kimiko, yeah. Like Kimiko's a to me is a much more complex character in the TV show than she is in the books. Um, and it's like so, that with a lot of them. So I I agree and disagree, but I think with the comic book, Kimiko was far superior in the TV show. Hands down, it's not even close. I don't think that there are any characters that aren't complex, but I think that a lot of it gets taken away. A lot of it gets drowned in the violence. Like people are looking for um, herogasm as like this. When people hear herogasm, they get to issue one and all they're seeing is like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But there's a lot that goes into that specific episode, excuse me, that, that particular miniseries that leads to the second to last and last volumes of the, of the comic book. Mm-hmm. And so with, with um, the female, which first off, her name is just the female in the comic book. It's like, she has to have a name, but we never get into. In the comic book, we find out that there is a difference in her past, that she has a brother. They have a, her brother, I think her brother had powers. There was a relationship. She actually can't communicate with people other than just like random like grunts or just like looks and stuff like that. That was great. The relation, Frenchie, oh my God, Frenchie is so much better in the TV show than he is in the comic books. And I love, you know, y'all know how I love, how much I love the boys. It's one of my favorite, one of my five favorite comic books. But Frenchie, what they did with him was absolutely fantastic. Like yep. he's not just a crazy person. He's, he's smart, he's savvy, he's creative. Like dude found out a way to beat the Hulk. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um with with the adaption right like it the comic book was written uh what year what year was this or years give me a second i can tell you it was a long time it was a long time ago i I think it was the late 2000s like 2008 2009 around that time 2010 um the first first issue of the boys came out august 16th 2006 so yeah it's gonna make all of us on this in the show, on the show, and many of our audience feel really old, but that was a different time. Like when you reread the boys, even the good guys, even though the boys are anti-heroes, like they're not even really anti-heroes, but they're not really good. Guys. Most of them aren't really good guys per se. They're just people in a fucked up situation. Um, but uh, Butcher, for instance, right? Like as smooth as he was, yo, he was pretty toxic, right? Like he was, was dark as hell. Yeah, yeah, and dark for that time. So he he. If you took that character and placed him in today's world, like Carl Urban would probably be canceled just by playing him. You know what I'm saying? So like, I can see why they they changed, even the way they altered the relationship between um, Frenchie and the female, like that was also a way of kind of like modernizing. So these guys aren't, they're not, they're not like super heroic people but they're not bad people and they all have a moral yes. compass and that moral compass changes with the era and it's a different era. So it adjusts, it, they adjusted it for this time, I think. Right. And that's absolutely why you'll see some of these changes. They're also not good people. <laughs> yeah. 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 At all. Like, not, yeah, the, only not person on, yeah. the only person on it that that's a good person is Huey. Yeah, and Harvey, you, Harvey, Harvey, you said it best. Butcher is toxic. Yeah. And, all, and, and that toxic part of him, it just like bled right in the Huey. Yeah. It was like, you know what I mean? So, and then what was funny about it was, and, this, and we don't know how this is going to end, but 
he was building him up for something. Like Butcher mm-hmm. was was like toughening him up for something, and then finding out at the end, like, oh, you did this, so I would do X, Y, Z, and ABC. And it was, it's gonna sound funny, but it was like toxic for a good reason. And, and this Starlight's is Starlight's kind of a good person. Oh, absolutely, Starlight. I think Starlight and Huey are the perfect representation of what I think the boys is all about. And it's something that Rebecca said to Butcher and something Butcher said early on in the series when you talk about people finding each other. It's like Huey felt Huey wasn't wouldn't be the person that he is if he would have stayed with the woman who died. He ended up coming to America, meeting Eddie Murphy, kidding. He ended up uh, coming to the States, joining this incredibly insane team, meeting Starlight, and just becomes a much better human being because of the relationships that he developed. And not just with Starlight, but just with the boys in general. I think the idea of love and not just romantic, but friendship and family, I think it's lost in a lot of the violence and nudity that happens in the boys. But again, I, again, it's art and that's really what I look at. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. I think, I think that I like the books because it's outrageous, right? I like, I like reading how outrageous it is. I think the TV show keeps some of the outrageousness, but it does a better chance of bringing out all those other parts than the book because it doesn't oversaturate you with insane insane violence and sexuality like it's there but it's just it's like like we're not going to get that scene we're never going to get that scene with the g-men uh in the, in the TV show that's never going to happen and so like but in in the books that was like half of that issue it was like more than half it was like page after page after page after page just insanity that's going on in at the at the G Men's house at the at their crib, like you well, would never get that gonna, in the TV show. I think we're gonna get fifty percent of that insanity specific because we're gonna get. There's going to be a G Men kind of show where it's gonna be a reality show based on if you like. It's like basically like who wants to be a superhero, like but for, um sponsored by Vought, which I think is gonna be a, a fantastic show, and I can't wait to see it. But you're right, Brandon. The stuff that was going on with the G Men. There's no way in hell you see it. And especially finding out what was really going on with them and what their what their version of Professor Xavier was doing. There's no way in hell you can do that. And honestly, I don't think you should do a lot of stuff that happened in the comic book. And to your point again, Brandon, some things just don't work in certain yep. in certain um, mediums. It's just if, like, uh, go ahead, go ahead. If you think hero gasm is gonna be exactly like it is in the comic book. You're bugging. You're bugging, bro. <laughs> But I think that I think that hero gasm is going to lean. We're going to see there's going to be a lot of penai, there's going to be a lot of titties, there's going to be a lot of sex and drugs and all the other stuff. We're going to see some really absurd shit. But I don't think it's going to be as wild as everyone makes it out to be. And I think the biggest part of that episode is going to come in the last five or ten minutes. When when um Higgity. when uh sorry yeah. <laughs> when Homelander goes. I have a way, like when Homelander eventually says, why are we listening to these people without powers? We should rule the fucking world. And I think that's going to come in the last five or 10 minutes. Of that, that. Didn't that happen last season? It didn't. Kind like, of. He, we thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But not under, but not under Stormfront's yeah. thing. Like Stormfront, Stormfront like, was so Homelander's fucked up. Not, yeah. 
Homelander's not yeah. like Nazi racist. Yeah. He's just, he's just, I was grown in the lab and I'm supposed to be the all American dream racist. He's not even racist. He's just. Yeah, but, then, but then Homelander say that shit to John Carlos Esposito when they were talking at one point. I could have swore they had that conversation. He's like, he why am I listening have. to you? But but then John, Carl John Esposito looked at him and was just like, do something. <laughs> and what did what did Homelander do? Not a motherfucking thing. Nothing. I think what we learned, I think what we learned from the the last two seasons about Homelander is that yes, he's powerful enough to destroy the whole world if he wanted to. Yes, whatever. He's crazy, but at the same time, he's rich as shit. He loves to be loved. He wants the world to love him, right? Like he has that ego. And he just wants to be able to drink his friggin' breast milk. And you know, and and what we learned from that uh, the animated version of Homelander is that he actually believe he actually believed he drank the Kool-Aid coming into the shit, right? And like or the, or the cow's milk. Yeah, drank the cow's milk. So like he's, you know, it's it's so deep, bro. And Brandon, I know you're I know you you look at the subtext behind that, like the political analogies, like the historical analogies, like white supremacy, you know, masculinity, all that wrapped into just like one crazy character, bro. Like it just shows like just how and I don't say this in like a a a, a negative way towards white people. Um, but just how racism and, and, and the military industrial complex and all this shit we complain about and how it affected minorities, you know, it, it fucked up white people too. Homelander, bro. Homelander is America. Yeah. Homelander says a bunch of absurd racist shit to people. Yeah. He basically, he basically said, I can do whatever the fuck I want and then did it. Yeah. Um, I would, you know what, because both of you guys are political science majors. I'd like for you guys to really talk about that, discuss the, like Brandon, when you look at Homelander, just from your, your, I guess, expertise in political science or your degree in political science, what's the first thing that pops in your head? Superman. See, the thing about Superman is that people don't want to talk about is Superman is an immigrant. And Superman is an immigrant with all the power in the world, but chooses to live among the people as the people uh, because he sees the good in humanity despite dealing with the bad of humanity every single day. So every single day, Superman gets up and stops some robbers or stops some maniacal billionaire or stops some person building some big thing to destroy people. And he sees that every single day and he has the power to rule all the people in the world. And yet he decides that I'm going to put some glasses on I'm going to slink, slink my back over and walk hunched over and look like a dopey nerd. And I'm going to live amongst these people because it's something about these people that brings something to me because I don't have my people anymore. And Homelander is everything that would actually happen in America if someone had those powers. They would think that they're better than everyone, They, especially if you're white and you could get away with it. You would think that you're better than everyone. You would act like you're better than everyone you have no regard for other people you would only chase clout and fame and you would be mad lonely because there would never be anybody that could meet you where you're at and so that's how you get homelander Avi, what are your thoughts well like so you see like you've talked a little you've talked briefly about it so what do you think about when you see homelander like what like what comes to your mind um like it's america america's place in the world like 
what America is today, like what it represents. Uh, I essentially see Homelander as equivalent to America building like the most massive army in the world, right? Like these heroes, these heroes with this massive power, right? To defeat this enemy, whatever the enemy was at the time, right? But then all your enemies are defeated. All your enemies are gone, right? The, the Soviet Union is a shell of what it once was. Like China's dependent on your dollars, right? Like you're chilling really at the end of the day, but you have this massive industrial complex where people are making massive amounts of money. And that's the same thing with Voight, Voight. I can't even say the word properly, but Voight, um, Voight. Um, you know, they have all these crazy superheroes and there's really nothing for them to do but they still make masses, massive amounts of money on them. Homelander is pretty much their creation. He was created to believe that he's this superhero that's going to save the world from evil people. And he realizes there's really not any evil people like that. And you know what? I can do whatever the fuck I want because nobody can stop me. You know, I have all this power and I'm going to use it however I want to. And, and, and that's kind of like, I think, where America is at this point, you know? So that's how I see it. So real quick, uh, I wrote an article a while ago about where you'd put certain characters in from the boys and where they would end up in certain places. Like if you put Black Noir in DC Comics, oh no, even better. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a character from the boys. You tell me where they fit in DC and Marvel, and tell me what their role would be. So first off, we got Black Noir. Where does he end up, and what does he end up becoming? Star Labs experiment. Black Noir on the comic books or Black Noir on the TV show? Uh, either or. Yeah. They're different people. Oh, that's, I mean, uh, that's absolutely true. Knows? So let's go, let's just, let's yeah. just go, TV, we'll go TV show for Black Noir. Because Black uh -huh. Noir in the comic books is kind of just there until the end. Black Noir on the TV show would be in the hand. Oh, God. Yes, yes, yes. That's a Are we talking thing. about DC Comics? No, the hand and the Marvel. The oh. fight's Daredevil. Okay, so oh man, what are we doing? Are we doing DC or Marvel? He's no, you, you, you have to pick one where they would uh, go and what they would be okay, doing. Okay, okay, all right, yeah. So, so, all right, sorry, go ahead, Brandy. My bad. No, that's what I was gonna say. Black Noir would be with the hand. So, I think Black Noir from the comics would definitely be, like I said, a Star Labs experiment. You know where I'm going with that. I don't know if you guys want to spoil it. Um, nope. and then <laughs> Black Noir from the comic from the show. This is going to go with my prediction of who he is. Will still be a Star Labs experiment. <laughs> so you mean, I actually, you're lying. You're lying to not spoil it. For real. We're, we're just going to ignore that. You spoiled it and didn't all at once. Uh, I think, you know what's funny? Because it's a different labs experiment so, that you're thinking about. So nothing changes uh, for him. Nothing changes for Black Noir. I think he ends up just being on the Suicide Squad. It doesn't. It doesn't matter which version of it is. He ends up on a suicide Dude, squad. That's a, a train. Um, a train is like uh, a B B level Flash villain. Oh shit, that's funny. Uh, what do you got? I'm gonna go with like either Teen Titans. Ooh. Or on the Marvel side, he would be. Actually, no, he'd be. He'd be an, he'd be an invincible, and he'd be on Invincible's original team. 
I'm going, I actually said that he would event the I'm, I'm just going with the one from the TV show. I feel that eventually he'd meet Luke Cage and Luke Cage would take him under his wing. Luke Cage wouldn't want nothing to do with that coon. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I honestly you, think I'm that, convinced I think Luke Cage that, votes Republican sometimes, so I don't know. I can see that. I can absolutely see him vote Republican sometimes, but I, I also mean, don't get think off that, my lawn with your fast feet. Yeah, Luke Cage does kind of have that respectability politics type of vibe <laughs> yo, sometimes. Facts, bro. This dude wears yeah. car hard in the hood, yo. What's what's up? Like seriously. We, I'm not having this conversation with y'all. I'm not gonna act. I'm not gonna sit here and act like, like, like just because, just because. I'm not having this conversation. Yo, he wears Wolverine boots. Jessica would never vote Republican. By the nah, way, absolutely, no, no, absolutely nah, fucking not. Nah, hell no, hell no. Queen Maeve. Uh, Queen Maeve. I think she ends up on the Thunderbolts, and um, Hawkeye ends up beating it up. No. Maybe I think Queen Maeve's a true Amazon, yo. She'll be chilling with Wonder Woman, even like as she is now. She's like what an Amazon would be if she was like cut off from from Themyscira or wherever they're from, and she's trapped in a fucked up world, and you know she can't be I who she like really wants to be. Queen Maeve would do a team up book with Hawkman. Yeah, yeah, that's I, that's a vibe right there. Oh, yeah, that's, that's I can dope. see, I can yeah. absolutely see that. Yeah. Uh, for this one, we're going specifically with the TV show, The Deep. He'd be on The Bachelor season five. <laughs> I, I see. I see him getting his ass whooped by by Aquaman, Black Manta, and, 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 and Namor. He just consistently gets his ass whooped. Yeah. Uh, the Deep seems like uh, a Spider-Man villain that Spider-Man gets a kick out of talking shit yeah. to. Yeah, he's like low. He's like he, <laughs> he's like the shocker, but worse. He's low level Suicide Squad. Like he dies in like the recap of the last issue off but for, off. Panel. But for some reason, but for some reason, like every volume he comes back. He <laughs> yeah, dies he like dies <laughs> in a very comedic way. Like for, uh, first panel. Oh my god, he's in Task Force Z. <laughs> oh my god, you are correct, sir. This Actually, I think the Deep would be a villain. Uh, a villain that kind of annoys Barbara in Burnside. That's hilarious. Ma- uh, Marvin Milk. I just he becomes an agent of Shield. Uh, I think Mother's Milk uh, beats Luke Cage's ass and takes his girl. Damn. <laughs> I was just talking about the, the the TV show one, but damn big mm becomes lex Luthor's bodyguard and doesn't know that he's that evil figures it out later and then well becomes... i'm hoping tv version of mm gets compound b2 <laughs> yeah. and then he'll beat luke cage's ass and take jessica jones fat because he's he's cool and i like his t-shirt game super respectable t-shirt game yo a guy like that definitely way better than luke cage in every way shape or form he'd also be a cooler uncle aaron for miles yeah, hell oh, yeah. yeah. Yo. Either one of them, either one of them would be a perfect like Uncle Aaron for uh, Miles. That is, yo, 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 Brandon, give yourself a round of applause for that dog. Yo, that was yo. Uh, <laughs> damn, uh, Kamiko. I think she ends up in the X Men. She'd be on Witchblade. <laughs> no, we're doing Marvel uh... in DC, man. <laughs> yo, you say it's just comics. 
Nimmy, I don't understand the rules, bro. Kimiko, oh, Kimiko would be. There's no rules. I'm just kidding. She wouldn't. Kimiko would be on the Detective Comics book under Batwoman with uh, Cassandra and um, Spoiler and all those people. Yo, after after they, I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying after they saved her from um, Rajal Ghoul's people. Yeah, probably. But I feel, yo, I feel like Kimiko would not would be so annoyed. With spoiler though, like, why do you I, guys I feel... hate spoilers so much? But she would she's... get along with Cassandra. Yeah, because spoiler is an awful character. Jesus Christ, she's an awful character. She had one good moment, and that was it. Right. And, and and a part of it had to do with her father being one of the worst villains ever, but having one of the best plans in history to be, defeat Batman. He almost won. He almost beat Batman. He actually kind of did. But anyway, that's what they handled. Um, I think Kamiko ends up joining the X-Men. I think her and X-23 become like, excuse me, her and Wolverine become best friends. Or she ends up hanging out with Daredevil. Mm, or Elektra. Yeah. Wait, wait, Daredevil Elektra. Yeah. I think uh, so. Next, we got Frenchie. I think he ends up fighting Frank Castle, and then they end up teaming up, and they actually wipe out all of crime. Who's the next one? Frenchie. Frenchie. Oh, Frenchie. Um, I think Frenchie. That's a that's a tough one. Um, he's kind of unpredictable. I'm talking about just the show one. He ends up with the Punisher. Him and the Punisher end up fighting. Realizing that they, they have the same well, no, because Frenchie's actually a drug dealer. So oh, he's an arms dealer though. He doesn't deal arms to like the wrong people. He actually got pissed off when he when they when his crew. I think he becomes apocalypse. He become a he becomes apocalypse's horseman of war. You got me there. I think that'd be good. I just fin I just finished reading X of Swords finally. And so it's fresh in my head. I can get with those two. So we got Huey. I feel that he ends up being Superman's like best friend. <laughs> he takes pictures. Superman gives yeah. him a little. Superman gives him a watch. <laughs> when you need yeah, me, has, when you need me, little he Huey. He ends up little Huey. He ends up becoming uh, it's wee Huey. Wee, he Huey. ends up becoming um uh, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> uh, Huey could be the man in the chair for the Avengers. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about that. Uh, Starlight, I think, ends up becoming one of the Justice League. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. That's the that's the that is the absolute perfect place for her. Justice League. She's or, white Naomi. Or on the other side. Oh shit. Fuck. Or yeah. The, yo, Justice League, or on the other side, freaking West Coast Avengers. <laughs> but she'll lead them. <laughs> she'll lead them. She'll lead them. <laughs> Uh, we got Stan Edgar, who ends up becoming a CEO of Roxxon, but actually a more successful one. In DC comic books, he ends up taking over for Lex Luthor because he doesn't think that a black, because Lex Luthor doesn't think a black man could do what he does. The next thing he knows is a hostile takeover of Luth- of uh, LexCorp, which is eventually going to be called uh, VotCorp. That's ridiculous. Yo, um, Brainiac absorbs him. But then oh, he, his willpower is so strong that like it becomes a, a new entity that likes to sell merchandising of superheroes. You got you got for that one, Bernie? For Stan Edgar? Yeah. 
Um, nah, I don't have nothing for Sin Eric. I can't think of. It's, they don't really have any characters like him besides Lex Luthor in those two books. Which he should be, he could be Lex Luthor in uh, DCEU. Uh, Stormfront ends up becoming the Red Skull's premier villain. I can't see that going any other way. Yeah, I mean, the Stormfront would beat the shit out of Red Skull. He would take over Hydra. She would be Madam Hydra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Viper would spend her life trying to de- try to defeat her, and actually, no. Sto- <laughs> Viper would try to take over one, and Stormfront would just throw her into space. They wouldn't. They wouldn't even be a a, a fight. Uh, we talked about, so we can all agree that regardless of where In DC, is, she'd be married to Peacemaker's dad. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny? I feel that like it would end up with Peacemaker trying to date her until it'd be the same thing with Homelander. Like, wait, you're not really American? <laughs> like, like that kind of dumb shit. Uh, Homelander ends up getting his ass whipped by Superman on one side and the other side he gets his ass whipped by Thor. <laughs> yeah, he'd be on the Squadron Supreme, though. Facts. Yeah, but he. No. I don't think he ends up. Nah, I can't see that. I feel like he'd end up trying to be like he's. Well, maybe because he's easily manipulated. Uh-huh. Like I don't think there's ever been a mentally weaker character with that much strength than Yo, Meph- ever. Mephisto would supercharge the shit out of him. Just no, to, I think Homelander is Amanda Waller's big Joker. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a damn good one, actually. Suicide if he, Squad. Yo, everybody he on the show would be on the Suicide Squad. He gonna, let me tell you, and this is the last one, but fuck around and he Homelander go to the Invincible Universe and get his ass whooped by um, Omni-Man. Uh-huh. That shit wouldn't even be close. And lastly, we got Billy Butcher. Red Lantern. Oh, shit. What do I have? Yeah, he'd be Guy Gardner. Yeah, but I don't worse. think you think he'd get green? I think he'd be red. No, guy was red for a while. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I had him getting put down by Green Lantern, by Green Arrow or Wolverine. I think eventually one of them just puts him down. He's too smart. Like I think his character, his type of character. Oh, you know what Butcher would be though? He would be uh, White Nick Fury's uh, lieutenant. Ooh. Yeah. Keeping eye on the per- soups, doing he's a bunch of perfect. fuck shit. He's probably perfect for Shield. Yeah, he's perfect for Shield. Or if he was a mutant X Force. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's so. You guys have any, have any more takes on the boys? No, I can't wait. I said, so do you guys want? Do you guys want to get to know your geek, which is X Men Red, or do you guys want to do something really, really silly? I think Brandon. Let's do X Men Red yeah, first. I'm about to say he's excited about it. We, you forced him to read. You forced, forced him, him by gunpoint to read one of, you know, what's what's turning into one of the best series right now. You know? There's only two know. issues. Yo, it's, but it's so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's it, X-Men Red is, and y'all know how I felt about the Marauders, but X-Men Red is becoming like the best comic book out right now. And of course, it's written by Al Ewing, so. Uh-huh. Is anybody really shocked? Nope. That's true. So the reason I wanted to bring up the Know Your Geek with X-Men Red is specifically because of people assume that when you're an Omega level mutant or just a mutant in general with powers that there are you can only do but so much. Vulcan was one of the was essentially the emperor of the universe 
for about a good that year. That was my problem. I was going to say that when I didn't know how you were going to talk about that. But I was going to say, the last time I saw Vulcan, he got into a big-ass fucking fight with Black Bolt and almost, like, destroyed the fucking universe. And then I tune in to see Vulcan in this book, and he gets yoked up by Cable in, like, two seconds. Well, the problem with Vulcan is it's he's Vulcan. Oh, my God. And bring it back full circle. Vulcan is Marvel's Homelander. All that power and mentally fucking weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Cable's Omega and Storm's Omega. So, yeah. And, it's and even be, what it, it is. Yeah. And even beyond, like, the, and I just want to point out that Storm's powers don't just go, oh, hey, I throw lightning and create fucking hailstorms. She reached, yo. Know, <sighs> she doesn't control weather. That's the thing. I know this, since this is a know your gate, like, Storm does not control weather. Like, her powers are way beyond that. Like she she's at a point where she actually can speak to like the planets and commune on a subatomic level, bro. Like her powers are stupid, ridiculously powerful. And the fact that she's the regent of soul and the head of the great circle of Araco is nothing to fuck with. She her beating him is not a surprise to me at all. So no, I want to point out Cable that, yoking him up in five seconds was a surprise to me. But not, not really to me, me because really. got Cable has Cable is centuries old. And like Cable been... <laughs> she all right? She step on something? No, she's just being potty trained right now. So she's in her home because she oh. can't go without peeing in the in the house. So I just want to point out. Can you can you pause it for a second, Avi? Um, yeah. Hold on. What are we going to bring up? So we talk about Storm, and I want to talk about what she said. Vulcan was just basically a petulant child on a tantrum and was like, I am Vulcan, the son of Mars. And then Storm checks her, checks him and goes, and I am the mother. Mm-hmm. And she basically found that. So she goes, let me just read it out. Hopefully my reading isn't as horrible as it normally is. This is not a class of mutant weapons. This is a battle of will. Feel the circle of us. Feel the circle. I uh, feel the power circle us, building to the other. Seeking a weakness, a break in our armor, a flaw. You speak of a fire that burns inside you, a flame dancing like the wind. Inside me, child, is the hurricane. <laughs> and then just beats him, and then drops him and goes, "No thrones on Morocco, Emperor. Pass it on." She beat the dog shit. I have never seen a more one-sided fight since Spider-Man beat the Kingpin. That wasn't even, that was barely a panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Storm's I mean, not that powerful. She that definitely, was yeah. that was more on Vulcan not being his full self. Ooh. Like I said, I saw Vulcan almost destroy the universe. Well, fighting look, Black look, Bolt. but I think they they've definitely have adjusted Storm's power level over the years. I would say this, and this uh, and this comes straight from the writers, right? Um, during the King in Black series where Null was taking over different characters, he actually mentions that Storm was the most powerful mutant and one of the most powerful heroes that he that 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 were actually there and he had to actually isolate her. So and I'm talking this dude pretty much dog checked 99% of every other person and Marvel, so and, and I don't and, doubt that Storm can beat Vulcan. 
I'm just saying she beat Vulcan like that. Well, I don't think she, I don't think Vulcan, I think you're right. Vulcan didn't expect that. Here's the thing about Storm. Storm's power isn't just about her mutant ability, right? She's also, as Mark will point out, she's trained, Wolverine trained her to fight. Um, She's been the queen of Wakanda. She's been trained by T'Challa. She's done some amazing things, man. I'm telling you, like, I think people underestimate. I'm glad they didn't bring that shit back, actually. They on a the, side note, but they do mention that, like her her ability, her knife play, her ability to fight without her powers, mm-hmm. or just been. Oh no, not that. I'm talking about. I'm glad they didn't bring her back with T'Challa. Oh yeah, I yeah, hated yeah, that. Yeah. It's um, it's still a thing. It's, it is definitely storm. Yeah. Storm is still storm is very guarded, and like I'm not fucking with you, like like you think I'm fucking with you. But one of the things I will say though, Brandon, is something we talked about on a previous episode, where the Inhumans are Marvel's punching bag. They are the Marvel, the Inhumans are the Chris Jericho of Marvel Comics. They're powerful, they're great, they're skilled, but when you want to make someone look good in wrestling, you haven't wrestled Chris Jericho because just Chris Jericho will make them look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. If you want to go a step further and, and not add, and, and take it away from Chris Jericho because he's a piece of shit, the Inhumans are the Daniel Bryan, excuse me, the Brian Danielson of Marvel Comics. Brian Danielson made um, what's that fat dude? Um, Big Cass. He made Big Cass look good when Big Cass was overweight, drunk, and didn't really want to wrestle. And he made Big Cass look like a fucking star. That's what Black Bolt is. That's what the Inhumans are. And like I said before, Vulcan is the Inhu- Vulcan is the Homelander of the Marvel Universe. He's just he's he's good. He's powerful. But he's mentally weak. Like he he wasn't raised in a place like Cyclops was. He wasn't raised in a place like in like the Fantastic Four, the Avengers. It was just like, hey, you're powerful, just do shit. What about uh Storm starting a brotherhood? I love it. I fucking love it. Brandon, no, no, no. Javi, we've ta- we've talked about this briefly, but Brandon, what are your thoughts on that? Because I specifically wanted to know how you felt about just this going in. And everyone here is an Al Ewing fan, but Al Ewing riding the X-Men? What? I think that the one thing I haven't liked, I don't want to say I haven't liked, that's a bit strong, but that I have reservations on is kind of how they got rid of Magneto out of the Quiet Council. And why the fuck he's on Mars to begin with? Are you um, reading Immortal X Men? I am reading Immortal X Men, and I read the Trial of Magneto, but it's still I still don't get it. Like why he just left? He's out because like we can save this for another X Men episode. I feel like we'll end up doing a, a monthly X Men wrap up. But so go ahead. They went back to the purple and the purple and red. I, I was loving that fucking white suit. I thought he looked dope as shit in the white. So, uh, and so I see him on there, and, and this is like Magneto trying to chill, right? This is like this is like when the Incredible Hulk moves into the middle of nowhere, somebody fucks with him. This is what Magneto was doing, and then all of a sudden, this random dude comes in and talks to him about fish, and then Sunspot shows up and I'm like, "Hey, they bitched me back there. I think something's going on with Abigail." And then Storm comes in and is like, "Yeah." Let's start the brotherhood. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this team, though. I kind of like this team. Uh, and Abigail is Abigail uh, Brand is like uh, female Hank McCoy. You do not trust her. 
Can we talk about? Can we talk about how Manifold was like? Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I, I'll go you be don't on the trust her. He's like, I'm out. I'll go join the Avengers or some shit. I, I'm not doing this. And I think that's this is this is. I think you're pointing, old man, to like the thing that I enjoy the most about X Men, right? And the diet, the thing I enjoy the most about it, like a lot of these X Men related books, is like the political. And that the political metaphors and like how it matches things that, that have happened in the past and how like the mutants building this nation mirrors a lot of nation building in our past. And even though they're avoiding a lot of the mistakes we've made, they're definitely making a lot of glaring mistakes and repeating the mistakes of humanity. And one of that is their treatment of Araco, right? So they, I mean, we, we don't have to go to the backstory of why Araco is on Mars, but Araco is on Mars. It's an independent nation, but it's under the protection of Krakoa, the mutant nation, right? So the, they're essentially a uh, colony of the mutant nation of uh, Krakoa. And so it's interesting because mutants are kind of like this disenfranchised race who have, who have found their freedom only to be the caretakers, quote unquote, of another race. And people like Abigail Brand, uh, Professor Xavier, at points, Magneto, I think he's changing, looked at them as kind of like children, right? And trying to impose their will on this totally different culture. Um, and it's interesting that um, X-Men Red is a team designed to address that. And it's, it's also cool that somebody like Storm's a leader who's African, you know, who represents that and all that. Um, and, and her ability to kind of have the people choose her as a leader instead of imposing her will on them, which she kind of did, but that's part of their culture. But I think that's all super, um, brings a lot of complexities to this story that I think is going to make it a classic moving forward. Brandon, do you, uh, well, Javi, oh, Javi already, he's in the, you know, we're both Al Ewing fans. What do you guys expect to see happening going forward from this series? Insanity. Did we? Did you just watch? Did you just read the Immortal Hulk? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, absolutely. And like we saw what he did there, so imagine what he's gonna do with the, with the um, X Men. Yeah, insane. He's another one of those people on that list. Ridiculous! Like it's just, it's gonna be, it's going to be. I don't know because we also have Judgment Day coming up, and I think Judgment Day, all that's gonna be, all these sins, all the sins that mute mutant kind has committed since creating their new, new nation right it's gonna kind of like it's been building up they're gonna be dealing with those consequences i think one of the biggest sins or could be seen as one of their biggest sins will be um the colonization of mars and the treatment of araco so i think x-men red they're gonna be really tied into what's happening in judgment day so um other than that i think that uh we're just gonna keep seeing storm do some crazy shit and then you know, clearly Abigail Brand is going to betray everybody, but that's going to be fun to watch as well. She's horrible. I love her, though. Like, she's horrible, but I love her. Like, I love her the character. The only person worse than her in X-Men right now yeah, I know what you is Mora. I'm surprised you didn't say Beast. I'm surprised you didn't say the Beast. I love, that's crazy, because those are, Moira and Abigail Brand are probably two of my favorite characters right now. I think Moira is going to spank mutants she's going to humble them so hard bro and you know what's crazy i still think there's time and room 
for her to actually still be a good person. Like this actually fuck being no, a good Fuck Mora. <laughs> Yo, there's always a twist. There's always Mora's a twist. Done in my book. She is done. Yeah. Even Hank McCoy's not done. I just don't trust him. I just don't want no parts of him. Do you think Moira's but gonna he's show not up? done? Do you think Moira's gonna show up on Mars? Like interact with the X-Men Red? I think Moira is gonna try to take down all of the mutants. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's already that's already that's for certain. But yeah, Judgment Day is gonna be crazy, bro. We have we have it's it's just gonna be a lot going on. And I, I got I, an email talking about like Cerebro turning on the X-Men. Did I miss that or did I just I'm not caught up? No, I, I haven't seen that. I, I I haven't I read I read a lot of the mutant books. I haven't read all of them, so I'm not sure if it's in one of the series that I've missed, but it's not something that I'm aware of. Oh man, that's an like more about it. That's an X Force. Okay. Yeah. That's so I don't read X-Force. Yeah, so I must yeah. be behind a couple issues. It happened actually you, you you might be behind exactly two issues because it happened in the last two issues. Okay. Um cerebral turned against it because eventually what happened is it's absorbing so much mutant memories and information that is actually mutating and wanting to wanting to do more. So that sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't so the sound good at all. And the first person it absorbed was Forge. Wow. Forge is always getting like fucked up somehow. I got a quick segment, old man and hobby, because I'm behind in my books. Well, Brandon, before you and... get to that, are we done with this segment just so we can keep it? Yeah, yeah. We we can go on. We can, okay, quick. We can we're, all right, wait. Because I want to, I need to get back into my reading. So I wanted to ask you two about a couple of books, uh, a few sets of books, and if you're reading any of them, and if I should start reading. Cool? Lay it on us. Boom. All right. Um, have any of y'all read Catwoman? No, but it's on my list. No. Catwoman's on my list. It's on like issue 43, so it's it's gone through a few volumes at this point. Catwoman was good in the... Fear State crossovers, it was good. Whoever's writing it did a good job with that. I especially love how, and I don't know what's going on with it now, how the Riddler was part of her crew, quote unquote, considering their background and their history. I don't know, but from what I read from Fear State, which was earlier, I believe this year, I would rock with it. Anybody reading The Flash? I stopped reading The Flash after the Force War, I think. I don't like The Flash in solo comic books. Yeah. Me. I, only the last thing I've seen from the Flash is again him getting taken off of the board um before Death of Justice League. Um Josh Williamson's Flash was good, but I think he left a book and I haven't read it since yeah. then. Did y'all know Fables was back? Yes, actually. Oh yes, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on um I'm actually on volume three of Fables. Fables is really fucking I need good. To get Fables on. was my shit, and I forgot all about it. I haven't read it in years. Fables is one of those things, like, it's it's right up my alley. I'm a big fan of noir stuff, and a lot of it has to do with mysteries and the fact that they're adding to the original stories of fairy tales is fucking great to me. And the, what they did, I think, was volume two with Animal Farm was fan-fucking-tastic. Really? Yo, I, they're hyping yeah. this so much. Is there a show? Or I feel like they're gonna be making a show eventually. They have to. Be. I heard no, they were gonna make a yeah, show. This is getting hyped There's up. No way they don't do that. Yeah, because I don't even pay attention to fables, and it, it's been all over the place. Just an aside, one of my fa- my favorite Marvel. Everybody knows my favorite DC character is Nightwing. My favorite Marvel character that's outside the X Men, obviously. Uh, so I'm an X Men mark. Is Silk. 
I just love that character. I want to see him more in the movie, her in the movie so bad. And you definitely don't. You don't want to see it because it's going to be a Sony project. So you do no, not want no, to see no, 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 but it could be Into it, the Spider-Verse. Exactly. And I guarantee you're going to see her in Into the Spider-Verse. Like oh, she's definitely, definitely going to be Into the yeah, Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. But if, if she ends up live action, she'll be played nah. by Scarlett Johansson. Yo, they... Are y'all reading any of the Star Wars books? Uh, I'm not caught up. The only Star Wars book that I want to get caught up on is Dr. Aphra. Yeah. I read the Obi-Wan, the Obi-Wan one-shot. Um, so that first, when they first came back, those first two Vader books they did, so Darth freaking Vader, awesome. Oh my God. Vader down awesome. were incredible. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so, Mike Diodato is my is my favorite comic book artist. In that scene that he drew where he, um, after um, episode four, when he landed on that planet, and he was like, you're surrounded. Yes. And Darth, Vader, and Darth Vader was like, the only thing I'm surrounded by is dead men. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was so great. I, I would suggest if you, if you like that, um, Thrawn is good. T H R A W N. Yeah, Thrawn. Yeah, Thrawn's good. And um, Star Wars: The High Republic. That's that's, that's oh one yeah, of the more recent because yeah. they had a black woman on the yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah, High Republic. I was reading that for a while. Um, is Naomi's season two any good? Naomi's it's much better than a TV show. It is, but it's not. I'm not in love with it. It's cool, but. It's Naomi, okay. Naomi, here's the thing. Naomi season one started off so strong. Like the artwork, mm-hmm. the story. Like I, I've yet to see anything that really like affects me that way. Like even like the way they showed her hair being braided, like like her, like everything was just perfect. It was perfect. It was like the perfect little encapsulation of what you can do with black characters in comic books. And it's gonna be very hard for them to do that again. And I think we've seen that with the TV show, and we've seen that with season two. But supporting right, because Naomi's a great character. I, I think they're chasing, they're doing their best to chase Miles Morales and Kamala Khan, and they're just doing a terrible job of it. Yeah. It, it they're was trying special. so hard to chase that. It, yeah. Exactly. It was I special, think the, there was a lot going on with the show that they fucked up with that. There's a lot going on with the comic books, and it, they're pulling a DCEU with Naomi in the comic books. It's like they're trying so hard in her series to make her something they want. And it's like, I don't, and I'm a Brian Michael Bendis fan, but I don't know how well this is going to work because so far I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. Like, see, like season one was great, but season two has been mid. If you're a weed smoker, you know what mid is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, just a handful that more. Reggie. Oh, man, are you reading any of the Future State books? Oh, Gotham. Come on, man. It's, it's a Red Hood-centric book. You know I'm reading it. Is it uh, good? Yes, it actually is. It, actually, it, it really, really is. Because you see all of these characters in a different... Old, they're older. They're older. They're different. They're weathered. It's... It's a, a new take on, an old, on old characters. Jason Todd is still Jason Todd. He's going to be who he is. So is Batman, who just made his reemergence to that. But you find out that Nightwing is taking something called Brain, excuse me, yeah, Brain, which is Venom, but for the but for your brain. And 
it's weird seeing him addicted to something and it's a nice take on that damian wayne just became batman 666 again it's a fun book uh, everyone thought the joker was dead but he's not <laughs> so did anyone read the new captain america with steve and sam both of them in it no I did captain not America when they were going around the world and finding different types of Captain America. I'm saying the off. actual Captain America series is terrific, ter- friggin' terrific with Tana Hasi Coates. Yeah, but that ended but, a yeah, while ago. Yeah. But up yeah, I know. And with this one, I was just not interested in it. I I, I like the I like the Native American Captain America, like. I, I bought the I actually bought the actual physical copy of that because I like the cover, but mm-hmm. I, I haven't really gotten to that series to be honest with you. Are we talking about the United States of Captain America? I didn't think you saw Captain America's symbol of truth. Well, the Captain America symbol of truth I have not read. I'm it with Captain America. It all depends on who's actually writing it, and I don't know who's writing this, so I don't care. <laughs> All right, just a, uh, just a couple more. Um, uh, where's my list? I just dropped. I just uh, accidentally closed the window. Give me a second. Because I wrote down a risk. Did anyone read the miniseries World of Krypton? No. No. I'm usually interested in those types of books that explore like random things like that. Yeah. It's done. It was only six issues, so I may read it. Uh, did you like Joker? Yes, I fucking love it. Because it had nothing to do with Joker. That whole book followed Commissioner Gordon. And yeah, it's a Gordon thin. book. Yeah, but they had to call it Joker because, you know, no one's going to read People it. People would Commissioner buy it. Gordon. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. buy it if it was called Gordon. It, it, you know, it's super good. I highly recommend it. It's 10 out of 10. Is Harley Quinn still good? I gave up on Harley Quinn yeah. like seven months ago. That's another book I that tried. I yeah. I just, I just I couldn't get into it. It was just it was honestly it was kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's I don't know maybe it was me. Maybe it was me, but honestly like it was just I I I read I read Harley Quinn books for Harley Quinn. I don't give a shit about the side characters unless it's Poison Ivy. Well, I bought the Harley Quinn the Num- um, issue number one just because of that cover. That was it. Javi, you're reading Justice League. How's that? I am not caught up on Justice League. I'm waiting no, for... I'm actually... Reading. yeah. No, I'm waiting. When it comes to the crises, I wait for the trades. I read the first one, Death of the Justice League. I haven't known... I don't know. And that was, I think, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. I haven't actually caught up on it since. I will be keeping up on that. Yeah. And I may not. I may actually just wait until it's all over and then just like, oh, I'll just buy all of them at once. But honestly, it doesn't really... There are certain things that the big names, and that's Marvel Marvel and DC do, where they hit you with this big thing that happens in issue one and they try to drag you in with it. Well, I Mm -hmm. might actually read, because I... I, So the... There's a few that I read real time, so... um, the metal books, I read those real time. Um, um, it was the, it's the the book with uh, Doctor Manhattan. What was it called? Doomsday Clock. Clock. Doomsday I read Clock. that. I read that real time, even though it took like fifty five years to finish. 
I might do, I might actually start reading Death of Justice League because I did read um, a lot of the lead up to that. And it really seems like it's going to be a very fun story, especially the villains that they're up against and what seems to be um, a new cosmic foe that is a real threat. So um, I, those are my favorite stories when it comes to the Justice League. Like, I, I only really fuck with the Justice League when they get fucked up, because when the Justice League get fucked up, you know, they're fighting some crazy stuff. So I might actually get into this. So I might start that with you, Brandon, if you start it. Deal. So last three questions. Anybody read Silver Surfer Reboot Rebirth? Nope. No, because I, I got tricked. I got tricked because the covers, they don't look like a serious book. Like, I didn't know they were serious. So I'm I, a huge Silver Surfer guy. Oh, me too, I bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> no, I am. Listen, bro, listen, I'm right there with you. But when I saw those so, covers, I was like, eh. I just finished reading um the new Defenders book. Um, with Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange. Oh, he's on um, Defenders now. Betty, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, really yo, yeah. just for the topic, everyone, read and buy Silver Surfer Requiem. You will not regret it. Yeah, that's a good. That's very good. Yeah. Silver yeah, Surfer Black was good too. Oh, so hobby. Good. It, it's oh. hobbies up. It's it's uh, it's hobbies. Um, man crushes on is writing that so. <laughs> so then, has anybody read the Hulk? Post Donny K, I mean post Al Ewing. Yes, oh, it is. it's fucking fuck great. Yes, it's fucking great. Space, <laughs> spaceship, <laughs> spaceship Hulk. Yo, it sounds ridiculous, but it, yo, it, no, no, it sounds ridiculous because no, it is ridiculous. But it works. It's so good. It's oh so yeah, I think good. I did read that. Didn't he fight like a giant Wolverine? He fought a giant everything. He, he, fought, he fought everything. A giant Wolverine. He fought, he fought everything. A giant fucking Spider Man. Galactus. Oh. Thanos. Yo, oh. The Living oh. Tribunal. <laughs> like it was everything. all in his brain. No, no, shut up. No, I'm, yo, yo, oh. when I, yo. All right, Blake that you out. You find that out. You find yeah, that out. That book, out. You find that out. In book one. You know what it is. But, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But bro, but it's still Ooh. dope. Yeah. And also, I want to point out that Javi put me. Javi put me on to Silver Surfer by Dan Slott, and Dan Slott's on that list of um, in their name I trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that Silver Surfer by Dan Slott is fantastic, and one of my favorite things about that was his explanation of the power cosmic when this i'm trying to find the, the the image now one of the girls was like so this girl was holding her breath and she was like you can breathe because they were in space and she was like how can i breathe and he goes it's the power cosmic but i'm in space here we go found it he's like, how are you talking in space i possess the power cosmic how am i breathing in space the power cosmic and I'm not freezing because power cosmic. That's very convenient. That's the power cosmic. And I love that Dan Slot knew how fucking stupid and ridiculous the power cosmic is. It is. Yo, know, yo, know, the power cosmic is the is the ultimate trump card. It's like the uh, ultimate unless nullifier. You're, unless you're Thor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless you're Thor. So my last comic book question. Oh, no, 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 no. Is... Before you before you go, before you go, before you go, before you move on. Um, do you want are we allowed to give spoilers on this? It's up to you. On um, the Hulk? I would take a vote. What do you think? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm good with it. So the Hulk beats Iron Man's ass. Nobody's shocked, right? So there's a meeting with the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, T'Challa. There's a bunch of heroes there, right? And they're trying to discuss what to do with the Hulk because he killed a bunch of people. I'm not going to say what happened because that's actually important to the story. And so they're like, hey, no one... 
go approach him, da da da. And Iron Man goes, mm-hmm, yeah, no, I'm gonna go fight him. <laughs> I'm gonna send y'all because, huh? Got his ass whipped. Oh no! Well, well, he's probably going to, but I'm gonna send you guys a picture right now in the text thread of the Iron Man suit that he comes up with. Because you know Iron Man, he's got a suit for fucking everything. But it's funny that all his suits always tend to end with him getting his ass whooped. But it was just funny watching him just go on this whole thing about how, like, yeah, he beat me up, so I'm gonna go find him. Like, you're gonna get your ass whooped again. Yo, what book is this? Uh, this was in Thor. The last because the yeah because the name of the uh the newest Hulk run is called uh I think it's called uh World, World War uh, yeah no wait did Banner I miss... of Banner of War Banner, Banner of, War. of War did I miss this one this came out uh, last Wednesday no I can't why do why do I not remember that all right whatever. so it was funny as hell so they they had this fight and then Iron Man's like oh I have satellites all over the universe looking for stuff that goes on and I'm finding, and I found out that the two of them are fighting because I heard one word, smash. And then my my satellites zoomed in on it and we found Thor and the Hulk fighting. And Reed Richards oh, was nah, like- I didn't read any of my new <laughs> comics yet. Oh, sorry. You know, and then Reed was like, wait, I know you're smart and all, but this seems out of your range. How'd you do it? And the Iron Man was like, oh, I'm lying. Um, Thor's Ravens told me. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I know it's cool. I was trying to block it out because I, I really, I'm like, yo, I downloaded it, but I've been so busy this pa- these past couple of days. I didn't read half of the books I downloaded last Wednesday. Like, yo, am I behind? Yo, the Hulk is worth reading, and Thor is worth reading. This Thor book has yeah. been my shit. I did real. I, I did read the, the um the actual um Hulk versus Thor book, which was crazy. Yo, they were beating the shit out of each other. So this is, and this is when people, this is, this is a good book for people that always ask, like, who would win between the Hulk and Thor? Because Thor never fights anywhere near any, like, he, he never goes, he probably doesn't even go 50% most of the time, right? Because when he does, like, his blows, like, blow up stars and shit. So he's at a point, he's, they're at a place right now where he can go all in fighting the Hulk. So it's going to be very interesting, interesting to see. And he's also all father Thor, so this well, is going to be a very interesting fight. It's going to be a very interesting well, fight. Indeed. Realistically, this should not be an interesting fight. Anybody who's read Fear Itself knows that even a wounded Thor fought the Hulk and the Thing, yeah. who were possessed and super powered. Yeah, Thor hit the Hulk so hard in New York, he ended up in Eastern Europe. So I feel yeah, you but on Thor that. Thor can't one. beat the Hulk at his peak. Isn't the Hulk the strongest there is? We don't know. Day? But this here's where prop. Yo, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Brandon, 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 what the fuck were you just combing? My hair. <laughs> right, yeah, I, I, I ignored that too. I see, I seen that too. But I, I, yo, you got to just let people. You know you the let, name of the show. You know the name of the show, right? You got to let people live sometimes, bro. You got to let people <laughs> yo, do that. Uh, Javi, make sure you make sure you make sure you take that. That yeah. has to be a, Make sure that's a clip on TikTok tomorrow. Yo, Send it that's, to me tomorrow. That's it. That's it. That's it. Bro, I love um, this show so much. Damn it. So both of those ca- both characters have gotten massive power boost in the past couple of years. Now, this version yes. of Hulk is presumably the most powerful version we've ever seen. He's a mix of a mortal Hulk, um, uh, world breaker Hulk, as well as the banner. Banner's unleashed brain 
intellect, right? David Banner. Da- yes. Bruce. Bruce. It's interesting. You know why they call him David, David, David Banner, right? David Bruce Banner. You know why they call him David Banner for the show, right? Why? You guys know that story? Um, no. So it's, uh, apparently the TV executives thought that Bruce Banner played too gay. So they decided to change the name to David Are you Banner. Me? Yes, sir. No, I'm not kidding. But anyways, with that being said, um, so this is the most powerful, ver- most powerful version of the Hulk we've seen to date, presumably, right? And this version so, of hold on, Thor, hold on. yeah. I want to challenge that. I reread Mortal Hulk. Yeah. The Mortal Hulk is not the strongest Hulk. The strongest Hulk is World War Hulk. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. Um, Immortal Hulk, yeah, is the most devious. He's yeah. the smartest. He's the most conniving. I honestly think that if there was an actual fight, I think Immortal Hulk wins only because this dude allowed someone, he allowed Thor to cut his arm off so he could regrow it over his face and suffocate him. Yep. And if you can see, he uses a lot of those ta- tactics. He he actually used a similar tactic in this fight. So, and I, I'm not, like, it's not me saying this. It's 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 been implied in the book that um, recently that this, you know, the way he's navigating the Hulk right now, like he can, he can unleash the unlimited force of the Hulk anytime he wants. Right. So, but this version of Thor is not, it's the most powerful version of Thor. It it is the most powerful version of Thor we've seen to this date. I mean, there's probably been a couple like runes or whatever versions of Thor, but this is the off art of Thor. He's as powerful as his dad, Odin, um, he defeated Galactus. Um, he played with the power cosmic like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he's unable to unleash his full power. And I'm talking about the ability to like go toe to toe with the Phoenix Force, right? So, yeah. um, this fight is going to be epic. It, it already but is actually. The answer is always the Hulk because the Hulk has no limit. He's the only character with no limit. I don't know. Dude, Thor literally knocked his ass. He uh, he knocked a superpowered Thor. Uh, he, he Thor knocked a superpowered Hulk into space, and he landed in Eastern Europe. Yeah. If you yeah, want to see, wasn't you, that, Hulk wasn't that angry. It's all about how angry the Hulk is. I'm, if if, if is, you're in the audience, we, you no, 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 no. Yeah, go ahead. Go if you're in the audience, I'm just going by what the book says. No, no, but this you're arguing with Marvel Comics, not no, me. But no, but this is but it's it's but been different. The- Hold up, guys. Let's do the, the diplomatic thing. Right. If audience, you can decide for yourself. Read the most recent um, runs of Avengers, uh, the Avengers Thor. Read King Thor. Read God Butcher. If you uh, for the Hulk, read World War Hulk. Read um, uh, Immortal Hulk, and read the most recent run of the Hulk. Right. This will give all you an say, idea. All, all I'm this, gonna this, say is the Hulk ain't beating oh, oh, hey, space. Hey, yo, hey, 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 hey. Listen, if you want, like, come back. We'll have this conversation later. The audience, if you heard that, read those books. Brandon, you know me, catch up on the Hulk. Oh, I mean, on Thor. Oh, man, catch up on the Hulk. I know you did, but, you know, just in case. Um, And we'll come back to this well-informed, because I think, honestly, the answers will surprise anybody who thinks they know what, thinks they know these two characters, because things have changed a lot. Man. Things have changed a whole lot. Things have changed. Also, the Hulk did kill Galactus, by the way. But anyway, uh, the my last comic. The Mortal question, Hulk or Thor? Who's talking about? Immortal Hulk killed Galactus. 
That's what I thought. I don't know. I don't remember. Nah, he, he, hell he, no. He, no, he did not. He Gal- Galactus would have Galactus would have swallowed the immortal host and farted out a new version of the the new peaceful my herald the Hulk. My herald the Hulk. So my last we, question so is: you got one more, then I got a fun little thing to end with. Are any? Are you or Javi reading any non-Big Two book? Oh hell yeah, Deadly Class. Deadly Class is my shit. Deadly Classes, it's coming up on its last four issues, maybe. It's in Deadly Class has been going on for a while now. It's from Rick Remender, who Rick Remender is honestly hit or miss. But Deadly Class, each issue with Deadly Class has been a 10. It's flawless. It's number it's number two on my list so far. But as long as who they makes don't, that? Rick Remender. It's um, I don't know who actually makes that. I I would have to take a second. But um uh, give me two seconds. I'll tell you. Oh, Deadly class publisher. Uh, Deadly class being yeah, image. It's an image on comic book. Deadly class is something that I look forward to every week. Just as long as they don't fuck up the, as long as the ending isn't fucked up, we're looking at a we're looking at a flawless, a flawless book on that. And I'm gonna go back and reread Sex Criminals. Uh, I read it once. Sex Criminals is fantastic, but I'm going to go do another reread on it just to see if it's still just as good as I thought it was. Javi? Yeah, so I got two. Um, uh, we have The Last Vampire Slayer, Buffy, The Last Vampire Slayer. That's from um, Boom. Uh, it's a pretty interesting story. Um, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's an older version of her. And we get to see um, how the, some of the stories played out for a lot of characters like Xander and Willow, and um, it's fun. Also, um, also reading Star Trek. Can't see that. Sorry, whatever. But Star Trek uh, Mirror Universe books. I love the Mirror Universe um, when it comes to the Star Trek mythos, and you get to see people like LaForge, you know, being a badass killer. And that's uh, IDW. Oh, that's IDW as well. I guess I'm an IDW fan. And um, did you ever read the Star Trek Green Lantern crossover? I did not. I did not. I, I did that not, sounds man. interesting. Yeah. I so I also yeah, want to good. say that um, the last Ronin, the TNB Ninja Turtle was the last Ronin. I heard that was great. Um, yeah, I'm not. It's so good. I don't want to give spoilers. The last Ronin was good. It was. I it it took it took a year to put out. I want to say six issues, maybe five. I'm not sure which one it was. It was five or six, but it took a long time for the the final issue to come out. But it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it, and just to see what happens at the end of it and what the final conclusion is for the turtles is absolutely worth it. I highly suggest it. Go out and read that shit. But oh man, you I, like. Um... You oh, like Saga! Weird. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> Saga. Of course. Oh man, you like weird. There's Jonathan Hickman has a book, an image called Decorum. It's insane. Um, I think you'd get a kick out of it. Um, there's another. You know, now you got me into my bag of like stuff that I randomly read, depending on who's writing it. Uh, there's a comic book, Scotty Young, just oh. The you you love the the me you love in the dark by Scotty Young. Uh, it's published by. Uh, 
and actually doesn't say who it's published by. Um, image. It's an image comics book, but uh, the Me You Love in the Dark, the artwork is fantastic, but Scotty Young does not, doesn't actually do the artwork on this, but the Me You Love in the Dark, if you appreciate creepy and romance, it's a damn good book. I highly recommend that. All right, I'll look into that. But yeah, decorum. It's about interplanetary assassins. It's wild. Ooh. I'm all for inter- I'm all for interplanetary assassins. That sounds dope as hell. So I want to end female this- school of interplanetary assassins. Oh way. fuck! I'm also damn you, you fucking reminded me. I'm re- I also just a few weeks ago, I finished a book from Frank Cho called Fight Girls. Y'all know, and some of y'all will say, well, Frank Cho is sexist. <laughs> read the book. <laughs> it's violent as hell. It's dope as hell. Like, I highly suggest you reading it. Before we go, I want to, there's something I've been saving on my phone for a while now. We're all fans of Ensabah Noor here, right? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Brandon? What'd you say? Are you a fan of, this nigga. Uh, are you a fan, we're all fans of Ensabah Noor, right? Apocalypse. Uh, he's alright for me. I'm not a big fan of Apocalypse, actually. So I found an article. Apocalypse's ten best quotes from the X Men cartoons. Oh my god! Oh, I like that. I like that Apocalypse. What? <laughs> Yo, are you, so do I. You know, I'm gonna say the way he. Let's let's be let's be real. Apocalypse's first appearance, and I actually have this have a comic book of Apocalypse's first appearance with X Men. It's kind of crazy he was like a drug dealer apparently it was kind of he was getting the kids high <laughs> all right but it was so serious yo serious back in the day i'm gonna read i'm gonna read these 10 quotes and i'm gonna i'm gonna read them and if you guys don't say anything i'm just gonna keep going number 10 i am apocalypse look upon the future and tremble yeah that's he would say that in the comics yep number nine the old world passes away. Together we shall forge a new one in fire and blood. That does not sound appe- that doesn't sound appealing though. Like why is he he's saying that like Apocalypse is always like, yo, I'm going to kill you and murder your children and eat your spouse. And he says that like it's an honor to be destroyed like that. Like Apocalypse. They said. never brought him back from Exodus Wars, did they? Nah. Not yet. Not yet. Nah. Uh number eight, from the ashes of this world. I will build a better one. No, because his world is blood and skulls. Like, no, it's not a better world. No. <laughs> I, uh, number seven, I know more of this world than you can even dream. That is why I must destroy it. Nigga, what? Was <laughs> he Thanos? I don't know. Number six, watch me and tremble for I bring the purity of oblivion. That sounds like a Wu-Tang quote. Not from Rizzo though. We're not. I'm not having. This, I'm not having this discussion with you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not having this discussion with you with fucking Rizzo, man. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Number five. There exists no freedom from me. There is only freedom through me. Giggity. Okay, so you said it. thanks for saying it for me. How many peoples? Not people. How many peoples have dreamed of my end? You are no closer than Babylon with their swords and fire sticks. That's my favorite apocalypse quote from the X-Men comic book. He basically dropped his dick on the table and said there's nothing you can do about it. 
That's it? Uh, no, that, that was number four. Uh, <laughs> evil. I am not relevant, malevolent. I simply am, which soon will be more than I can say for you. He's talking to Wolverine. Like something that cosmic energy would say. Yeah. It really is. He's talking to Wolverine, and instead of Wolverine popping the claw in his neck, the cartoon Wolverine like opens a can of soda and goes, "Listen, bub." Yeah. And then Gene Number- faints. <laughs> oh, Scott. Mm. Number two, I am the rocks of the eternal shore. Crash against me and be broken. Giggity. That sounds like some shit you hear on. That's a, that's like Apocalypse on Pornhub. Yo, Apocalypse is kind of kinky, bro. In Sabah <laughs> Anal. <laughs> Can I call this episode In Sabah Anal? <laughs> I think that's a bit extreme. Yeah, All right, bit. my bad. Um, also, for the record, Extreme X-Men was awful. Uh, number one, I am I am as far beyond mutants as they are beyond you. No, that's a lie. That was that was a bad number one. Yeah. I, I I still think my um the Babylon and the Fire Sticks is still yeah. like the best apocalypse quote ever. And the thing is, I, uh, the whole thing about apocalypse is that he's like ultra proud of his mutant mutant like heritage. Mutantum. Like, mutantum. Like he would never say that in the comics. It's wild. No, that, it's wild that. That's the only that in the what was the X Men show in the two thousands? Um, um X Men Next Generation. The one that they had this, I think it was. You know what I'm talking about. It was really popular. Um, but it's a shame they never did a live action Apocalypse. I would have liked to seen that. Yeah, that never happened. That there was never it a was live action. In, oh, X Men Evolution. There was never That's an evolution, yes. And they built yep. up towards it too. They even built up towards it in X Wolverine and the X-Men. It just never happened. I thought that was like a terrible thing. I was like, yo, y'all could have done something with this, and you just never did. X-Men Evolution? Did that did I miss that? That shit was dope. Oh, it's funny because they took a scene right out oh, of Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What's that movie Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board? The Craft. They took a scene right out of the craft and added it to the opening of X-Men Evolution. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Um, Marrow was in there, right? I'm sure she was. Fucking Marrow was in all those fucking channels. She was like she was on all the fucking on all the fucking channels. Like on all the um old shows after that. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised she wasn't in the original X Men show. We need to we need to have a whole show to discuss how to like. Marrow was a very popular X Men character for like three years. Mm-hmm. I just remember that like they had toys. They put in her movie. in a they put her in a video. Dude, I want to do a, yeah. a, a TV. I want to do an episode about just like the X Men video. The um the X the X Men actually combo characters in video games. Next, know your geek. Bring the gifted back. You're gonna say that every episode until it happens, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> that was my shit, man. I fucking love that fucking show. Uh, all right, oh man, are we we wrapping this up? We we good here. So, does anybody have anything else left to say? Anything that they want to make sure they get off their chest about the boys or anything else that's going on? Mm, mm, I'm good. Brandon, you always got something to say. I ain't got nothing to say. That's a, that's a motherfucking lie. Keep combing your beard, nigga. All right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no I want to thank 
Yeah, uh, yeah man. Uh, I want to show the thing. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. How can you hate this Celtics team? How is that even possible? This I'm is rooting this for is, the Celtics to win. This is blah, 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 blah. Oh, you are your fucking mind. Um, I just want to say that this is not a nerdy thing unless we're going to start talking about numbers. If we're going to start talking about numbers, I'm going to give Brandon the the helm on that episode when we start talking about the actually brandon i want to do a show 